everybody. Thank you for joining us on Taurus Tech Talk. Uh, today, um, I have my counterpart, Corey Church, Vice President <laughs> of Technical Operations. I'm Robert Parsons. And today joining us is Mr. Robert Dutton with LeGrand AV. Uh, Robert, how are you doing today? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I unbelieve that. That's a heck of a way to answer the question. Um, so Robert, again, is with LeGrand. And uh, Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit about how uh, you got started in the pro AV industry? Sure. So uh 1999 december 1999 found myself unemployed uh <laughs> after a string of about 13 jobs in seven years i was really trying to find myself yeah i'd say uh, so yeah <laughs> see my whole dream was to be in the music industry and that's what i went to school to be and be a recording engineer and got hired right out of school and went to work for a production studio ended up within the first year earning two gold records wow Whoa. Um, and working with artists on tour and stuff like that. When I realized after about three years of doing this is my dream was a nightmare and I no longer <laughs> wanted to be in the music industry. So leaving the music industry at 23, two gold records, didn't want to be, do that anymore. I didn't know what else to do. It's like you achieve that one goal in life and then you're going like, now what? I'm 23. Right. So, oh, I'm done. Time to take a nap. I'm really glad you asked this question. I had no idea. Two gold records. Right. I yeah. didn't realize I was I feel amongst... like we're basically done with the podcast. I just uh, want to talk about the gold records. Celebrity here. Holy crap. I'm going to need your so, autograph. So, I, you know, over the next seven years, tried to figure out what I want to do. And I seen an ad for a company that was a audio visual manufacturer. And I thought, well, I know audio. Maybe I'll, I'll see what this is all about. And, Ended up going to work for a company called Altenix, which yeah. was a kind of a, a secondary tier line at that point to Extron. And did, you know, DA switchers, matrix switchers, and things of that nature, and landed there. And within 45 days of being there, I broke the company's sales records. And then the next month, I duplicated it and broke it again. And so over, would you say that you had the Altenix gold record? <laughs> I didn't realize Robert was such a, a BA. <laughs> this Robert. Yeah. We so, already know we yeah. already know your history. Thank you. So by the end of that year, I'd end up breaking the sales record ten out of the twelve months. Um, ended up getting named employee of the year. And then something crazy happened. Is the owners it was two brothers and their father who was a basically a just a silent partner money guy. Um and if you know the Gershvilts, they're all from Russia. They defected from Russia. And so it's a kind of a true American story how they started this company and built it up. Anyways, the youngest son, who was the engineer, decided to buy out the rest of the family. Um, turns out six months later, I was national sales manager, stayed there for the next three years, three and a half years, when I got an opportunity to move to Texas. And came to te Texas, went to work for a manufacturing rep firm, and that's when I got introduced to Chief. And I worked with that manufacturing rep firm and Chief for the next five years until there was an opportunity to come directly work for Chief. Um, that was in 2010. And I've been working with Chief slash Milestone, now LeGrand AV, uh, <laughs> since that time. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about LeGrand. Some of our viewers uh, and listeners may not fully understand 
uh, Legrand. Maybe maybe they know Legrand before it was a part of what it is now, or, right. or encompassed everything it is now. So tell us a little bit about Legrand, the the products that they have, and we're also going to show a graphic of Legrand's website uh, to show those manufacturers. But go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about that. Yep. So within Legrand, um, you have a lot of different divisions. I mean, it's a huge international company, over thirty six thousand employees. Um, based out of France. They don't have any gold records, though. Not that I know of. See? Not a single one. Yeah. I I fair... (laughs) (laughs) I I almost bet to say that uh, no one in the little grand organization has gold records. Or can throw an axe like me. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just hold on to that. I missed out on that. Hold on to that. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, So, international company, their North American headquarters is in Connecticut. Um, and within North America, there's roughly three different divisions. And I belong to the Legrand AV division, which focuses in on particular brands that work within our AV integrators area. Brands like Chief, Daylight, Mid-Atlantic, Vadio, C2G, Wiremold, and now Lexel. The other divisions deal a little bit more with power and structured wiring. Right. Um, so we have an EW, EWS division. Um, and then a DCD division as well. Okay. See, and that's what I was most familiar with Legrand for was their power products. Right. In in general. I I don't have any firsthand experience, but just uh, flipping through catalog sort of stuff. And then we've done some Legrand floor boxes and different things over the the years. Uh, But exposure past that until they kind of took over the, the milestone brand umbrella right which that's been uh it's been an exciting time you know with them acquiring milestone in 2017 we uh you know they basically purchased chief daylight vadio and sanis and rolled that into legrand um realized that we had a great infrastructure and a great history of growth within milestone um and so they ended up taking our management structure and making that part of the new Legrand AV right. division, rolling Mid-Atlantic, C2G, Wiremold, and then Luxel under under that management. So how does how has that impacted your role in the AV industry? Because you have you have you can reach way more brands than you could even with Milestone. Oh absolutely. So, I mean being able to Bring more to companies like Taurus, for instance, more more offerings. Absolutely. We're, we're, previously, I was very focused just on Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, in my new role, I'm responsible for all the brands under LeGrand AV. So it's, it's exciting for me. I can go in and talk to people I already have good relationships with and good rapport with and introduce them into products that they may not be aware of or have experience with or have a little bit limited experience, and then use that rapport and those relationships to help them bridge that gap to give that product a try. Right. Well, having largely focused on chief products for so long. Like 14 years. (laughs) Right. How's it been picking up brands like Vadio and Daylight? And, you know, uh, because that's a, you know, it's AV, but it's, it's it's, it's a different a different section animal. right it's a yeah. different it's a different subset of the market so for how, me, how have you how have you done like 
acclimating to that because essentially you're our go-to for those brands you got to know what you're talking about right and luckily i do have tier two support people that back me up on those individual brands um the good thing about me is i you know working as a manufacturer rep for five years i got experience to 20 different product lines from every little thing so that really making that shift to be able to go hey i need to talk about screens now well I've talked about screens before. I know how to sell screens. I, I understand the math behind projection and all that stuff. So that's not a problem. You know? So it's like muscle memory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, once you've kind of have sold something in the past, you kind of just need to learn that new company's information, right? Um, and maybe brush up on how technology changed, right? So when I was, when I used to sell Tanberg, now I'm selling body. Well, during that 10-year span of difference, people have moved away from hard codecs to soft codecs, right? And understanding that new paradigm and where things are going in those directions. Hmm. So let's um, let's jump into a little bit of a chief products, since that is, I guess, at the core of your specialty. Sure. Um, so myself, my role is as the leader of the sales team. Is that we we call on customers. And we talk to customers about all of their needs, obviously, in professional audiovisual. And we use a chief product, not to toot your horn, or, or to, to, to think that that's the only product toot. out there. We'll get into that. Yeah, it's not a gold record. Right? <laughs> no. um, we use a chief product in almost every single design that we have. And um, the reason that we use them is because, to us, it's solid. Um, it, it comes with the integrator in mind. So I want you to touch on some of those things. Why, why some of our customers, as we approach them, no, 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 I'll just go to, I'll go to Amazon and get that mount. I can get that mount for X dollars. Um, so tell, tell me why we would, uh, anybody really would choose a chief mount over something they just go get off the internet. Absolutely. Chief has a long history. The company was started in 1978 and Back then, if you wanted to do any kind of corporate presentation, you were using a 35-millimeter slide projector. And your presentation could only be as long as that circle of slides, right? right? If you wanted to go longer than that, you'd have to have a bio break or something in the middle so you could switch that out. Hopefully, all your slides were in the right direction. Yeah. Right? So the owner of Chief, whose nickname was Chief, and that's what he named the company after, um, Actually started. That's interesting. Let's pause on that. Hold so, on. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> this is great. So I kind of, I, I'd already always assumed that chief just meant like we're the top of the line. So what you're saying though is that the original founder was his nickname was Chief, and Correct. therefore thus the name. Yep. Wow. And and the early okay. early logos of the shirt was actually a Indian chief with the whole headdress and everything like that so yeah gotta get, <laughs> yeah, gotta that, get away from that yeah we had i think we moved that away from that pretty quickly um but that's it, it's interesting to see the, the i'm glad stuff. i don't come to shows and see you guys with war paint on and headdresses <laughs> that would be is he still around no he was uh so when the company got bought out in i want to say early 2000s um he left then um, or stayed on as a consultant partner. And then Chief was, Chief has always been a powerhouse. Chief acquired Sanus, which was yeah. a residential 
mounting system. So kind of going back to that quality, why Chief is, Chief is absolutely designed for commercial integration. The thought process of why you want to use Chief is it's a fast, easy install. Santa's is definitely a residential type piece. If you've got all day Saturday afternoon to put up a TV, it's a great do-it-yourself mount, right? But you're going to spend an afternoon. If you've got to do 10 rooms in an afternoon, you definitely want to use a Chief mount. You're going to save so much time and the thought process and how that mount's designed. Plus, Chief goes, because they know it's going to be used in a commercial application, everything goes through UL testing. So everything's tested and put together in such a way so that it'll pass every UL test, whether it's a wall mount or a cart or things like that. It's incredible what I've seen over the last 14 years in the industry of different products out there and how rickety some people's carts are. And they're going to put a 70 or 80 inch TV on them and I'm like, whoo, I don't want to be the one who pushes that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the first time we ever put a, I think it was a 75 inch plasma on a cart Carts didn't exist to hold the weight of a 70-some-odd-inch plasma. We had something custom-made by a crane maker, like yeah. a, a company that makes hoists and cranes make a, a, a four-wheeled cart to hold this thing up. And it was, it's in a, uh, I think it's still out there in a the hangar. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's over in, uh, I don't know that we could say the customer. It's over in Grand Prairie. Yeah. But uh, you're not tipping that thing over, with or without a TV on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but there was an amount at the time. Custom made that, in the USA. Yeah. yeah. Right here in DFW. <laughs> there, wasn't a, there wasn't a cart uh, made at that point in time that would hold anything near the weight of that TV safely. Right. That TV was probably, back in the day, it was probably 350 pounds. Yeah. I think it oh, took God. three of us to lift it, and it, it was at about six foot. We yeah. had one spotter just stand there and just make <laughs> sure that if it's going to come down one way, doesn't land on somebody. It's going to break the fall. It had um, to have been a Panasonic, I guess. I, I don't know who else would have been making them that size. No, no, I think it was LG. I think you're right. Okay. It's a massive LG. So, so anyway. to the mounts, um, let me tell you a little bit about my experience. So, both Corey and I started our careers out in the field, and we've worked with Chief Products since our careers started. No gold records. And this, you know, I realize we, we have you on the on the show because we want the expertise and we want the knowledge and your right. experience. Um, and this isn't to this isn't to plug a product. This is serious as an integrator. I've never seen a manufacturer to the extent that that essentially makes metal take into account what the integrators experience out in the field like Chief has. Uh, and I mean that in the truest sense of the word. I remember when we were originally installing and they're like, okay, well, the biggest problem is that um, it takes two people to put this mount up and make sure that it's level. I can't hold it. I can't do this. Um, I can't get the toggles in without having another guy there. Okay, you, you combat against that. The next thing that we come into is, okay, well, we're putting together a hospital that's going to have 750 displays and just keeping track and categorizing the the mounts correctly okay and then you went as far as to make a box that the mount went in that literally had the ability to label uh it showed a little cutout of the mount on the inside of the lid has hey put your project number here 
I mean, that to me is taking the the forethought of the integrator and essentially at the end of the day, really saving time and money that gets passed on to a customer um, into account. And to me, that's that's really big. And I think that's a big standpoint of, of why chief products in general um, are better than anything you could probably just go get off the internet. Absolutely. There's so many examples that I've been given over the years of how our product installs at half the time or quarter time of other people's products. And that's, it's really powerful for the integrators and how they can use that as a labor savings for their customers and be able to get in and off the job quickly. One of the, one of the bigger jobs we won up in Minnesota where, uh, former milestone headquarters, now LeGrand AV headquarters is, uh, was for United health and somebody forgot to order the monitor arms for 1,100 desks that were going into, and they had six weeks to get all the arms and get them installed. And we brought in ours, which comes fully assembled out of the box, yeah. right? Yep. And they brought in the furniture manufacturer's arm that was in 18 pieces and had about 29 different screws and washers and everything that the techs were gonna have to build. It took the end user about three minutes to decide when the lead installer said, I can't do it unless I have something that's already put together like this chief mount. And it was that quick and we won the project just because our mounts came fully assembled right out of the box. Well, I'm just doing rough math. Yeah. 1,100, 1100 mounts pre-assembled. We would charge somewhere in the neighborhood of a half hour to an hour for a single guy to put it on the desk, put the monitors on the mounts, dress the cables, get them plugged in. So round number 1,100 hours. If you had a crew of 8 or 10 or 12 people, let's say 10, so you divide that down, you're still at 100 hours, which is beyond the six weeks that they had deadline-wise. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean... So in this case, they didn't actually have to put the monitors on. They didn't have to dress them out. All you had to do is get the monitor arms on every desk in the right place. And it was the the company's IT team that was going to come in behind and do all yeah. the cable dressing and mount the monitors and stuff like that. And that was, I think that the IT team was a team of about 15 people that were going to do that. But the installer had to get them all on the desk in the right position. You know, ahead of the, the IT team in yeah. this case. So they really didn't even have six weeks. They probably had two. Something like, I think it ended boiling down about three and a half, four weeks to get the 1,100 mounts on the desk. So I think that's a big deal that, that a lot of other customers yeah. think about. Right. Um, a majority of our customers, larger base customers, let's use them as an example, they utilize their staff, their IS or IT teams, to mount these monitor arms at desks. Because they're the ones that are, uh, you know, getting the Dell monitors and the uh, the PCs and the cables. They're utilizing those guys that have degrees that are literally writing code and making sure that the security of a business is a, the utmost. Hey, it's IT, man. That's how it works. The, it, it, if IT touches it, then it's IT. Like, I know. I know. Like this touch My, monitor is on this table, so this table is is IT responsibility my point is that's how how it works my point is that (laughs) they're thinking they're they're just look hey okay here's all these monitor arms go mount them and and those guys don't have a choice 
but it's such a big deal. You and I worked on a project where um, we were trying to displace um, the the furniture providers' mounts, right. and those furniture provider mounts they were a little bit less expensive. But we did a test on a single desk. You know, we we did a mock up, and it was great because I had to prove to the customer, look, I'm gonna I'm just gonna have one guy here, and we're going to do ours on a desk right next to theirs. Um, and, and you guys just tell us which one you like more. And that was just about the speed of the mount. Right. The, the pure options of the desk mounts available, I think, is also a very big deal um, for what Chief has. And so I think it's important to a lot of our listeners and viewers to know that, that tourists and other integrators, they have the ability to provide you with desk mounts. Um, so don't just go the way that you've always gone. Why don't you talk to those integrators, and hopefully us, about options that could be better suited for you. Well, and I know you, Robert and, and Chief, have always been pretty supportive when we're trying to do a, an apples to apples comparison. Like, you know as well as I know, but sometimes our bosses don't know that we have to buy these things or demo these things simply to prove a point, to show to show a use case. Absolutely. And, 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 and with Chief, I mean, we've always been i think one of the easier companies to work with from from that standpoint right. if you guys need a demo you ask and it's pretty much shipped out the next day and i hope that's something to be honest i hope that's something that doesn't change and it doesn't seem like it has under the lagrand umbrella because uh, those things especially when you're talking about mounts uh, comparing those are are oftentimes important especially in in large quantities yeah yeah and it goes down to touch and feel right it's easy for you guys to install it quickly, but after it's installed, if whether it be a desk mount or an articulating arm on the wall, that's where you really start feeling the, the difference with a chief product, right? Somebody closes a door, is the TV bouncing because it's on an articulation mount and it's pulled out 20 inches? Or is it rock solid, right? And that's so many times I've, I've walked into restaurants and I've looked up and Here's this, you know, TV mounted on something they probably best bought at Best Buy or a couple of pieces of Unistrat. Right. And, you know, music's blaring and the TV's bouncing a good quarter to a half inch yeah. up and down. Right. And I go, man, if they had just spent a little bit more and put a quality mount in, what a better experience it would have been for all the patrons there. Patrons stick around longer watching the football games on Sunday. Guess what? They're probably going to drink more. They drink more. They're going to want to eat more. They're eating more and they're drinking more. Guess what? Right, you're they're making more money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And unbeknownst to them, they had a gold record holder, <laughs> like in their restaurant, seeing that crap. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I feel bad for them. Um, so let's shift a little bit over to something that uh, that we're getting into more and more all the time because of the economy here in Texas blowing up and a lot of major corporations moving to this area um, for several reasons, which we is a whole nother podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> and brings us into renovation and new construction. And I think it's very, very important to point out that, that when you're doing those things, there's a lot of things you have to take into play. Architects know this, project managers know this, general contractors know this. Um, but still we're missing a lot, not, not the integrators necessarily, but those designers about how you can outfit spaces to future proof for display technology. 
for example. Right. And I think one of those things is is in-wall box technology. Absolutely. I mean, as the electronics around displays, right, gets smaller, you know, whether it be a simple HDBST transmitter receiver type piece or a small amplifier or something like that, a lot of that's moving out of racks. And racks are definitely getting smaller in every job. And that equipment's ending up somewhere else, whether it be under the conference table or behind the display or in a plenum box, plenum box in the ceiling. It's, it's really moving around. Um, and being able to create different products, and that's one big area that Chief has focused on the last six, seven years is just equipment storage type pieces, whether it be an in-wall box, um, like our PAC 525, 526, 527 series, which is a pre- or post-construction type box. It gives you the ability to break out the outside one inch of the box. So it'll fit in a normal three and a half inch stud, or if they go to a two and a half inch stud, which we've seen a lot of popularity of that in just trying to increase floor space, right? Going to thinner studs and be able to fit that same box in there. If it's post-construction, using a flange and the drywall clamps, we ship a, a template that shows the technician here, draw this out on the wall. Now cut out that box, right? It's, we try to make it really simple and easy. And then that way they can just pop the box in and tighten down the, the screws and it's, it's mounted. It's ready to go. I walked a space yesterday uh, in West Texas and had upwards of about 700, 800 of chief boxes. And they took those cardboard templates and they're all cut out. And, and what they did is they just shoved them in the box Oh, to protect them from pain. Is a protector. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about the forethought that goes into that. So they they only have the first coat of paint on it of everything, and I just I thought that that was genius. I haven't seen a lot of contractors do that, so I digress. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the ideas behind it is, you know, after you use that template, if you're not using it in post-construction, how to use it in pre-construction. And that, you know, it's designed so you can fold it and slide it in the box. So as they're mudding in the room in new construction or painting, Right. You You're don't not, get covered in yeah. <clears throat> right. tape and mud and paint and primer. Right. As as you guys are the integrators, you've already pulled your cables in there, right? Last thing you want to do is come in and have your cables, right, and your power all mucked up with mud or paint, you know, from that process. So it's just something there, sits there, protects it, and then when you're ready to do the final install, you can pull that out and easily move forward. So what do you guys, you, you guys just have a, a a group of guys sitting in a back room somewhere going, you know what? That might be a good idea. We actually do a tremendous amount of customer empathy when we're designing products. Um, it's amazing to me how much we, we go out and talk to our, our integrators and to AV consultants a lot of times and try to find out what challenges are you running into? What do you need? You know, what do you, what would you like to see? You know, what do you wish was different about our products? And, and we get that feedback um, a lot of times. And for example, uh, at Infocom, Chief is launching a new large venue projector mount. We've had the VCMU uh, for 33 years now, right? Came out in 1986. Used to hold up large CRT projectors, basically the size of a VW <laughs> bug, right? <laughs> well, that, that uh, I mean... That parlays to the large lasers today. I mean, they're they're pretty heavy. Yeah, they are. They're you know 55, 60 pounds. You know, you throw a lens on them, you're you're at that point. Um, 
And what we realized at Chief is the VCMU is a good mount, but it's an old mount. It's big, it's bulky. Um, it requires several different tools to make those adjustments. So with this new mount, we've slimmed it down. It's about a third smaller. It's 25% lighter. It's all toolless knob for your pitch, yawn, roll adjustments on that projector. Again, speed of install, right? Get the tech in, out, and gone as quickly as possible for the integrator. Well, I remember when you guys switched from the steel projector knuckles to the aluminum ones that you could stick the screwdriver inside and make, you know, micro fine tooth adjustments Yep. versus having to loosen a couple of screws and kind of nudge it and tighten the screws. And hopefully it uh, didn't spin out. out Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully it didn't, didn't turn out. And then you guys added that. I was like, that's amazing. I should have thought of that. There, there are numerous things I look at and I go, I would be a millionaire. Had I thought of that. (laughs) Yeah, you just stick the screwdriver inside and you just rotate it a little bit and very minor adjustments. So little things like that, to me, having had done it, uh, are amazing. Yeah, Chief has always been a big innovator. I mean, we're the first company to add post-leveling on any flat panel mount, and the industry copied us. We are the first company to add micro-adjustments to projector mounts, right? And so you could do pitch-on-roll adjustments quickly after. The industry followed us in that area. So when we came out with our, our video wall mount, the Connexus series, and that it actually just used standard Unistrut. Suddenly we've seen the industry going to all these different mounting solutions using Unistrut as the backbone for their mounts. So it, Chief has continuously innovated, and we're still doing that. So Yeah, I mean, we've got a video wall right in our lobby that's using the Unistrut-style Unistrut Chief pullout mounts. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's Connexus. Um so just to, to wrap up the in-wall boxes, I think some of the important things for our viewers to understand is in-wall boxes can be uh, for so many things. They can be to recess the actual mount of the display. Correct. In which you know we wouldn't necessarily be putting products into for storage, but that allows us in some cases to get under some of those ADA compliancy depths, which are a big deal uh, when you're in renovation and construction. And I, I think a lot of people don't always have those on the forefront um, because maybe they don't think that they have to adhere to these compliances. Right. And and from the time the architect starts on the project to the actual construction is completed and the AV is being brought in to do their job, it's probably been a minimum of 18 months, if oh, yeah. not three, four years. How many times do TVs change over in a year? Sometimes <laughs> once, but sometimes two or three times, right? And I think they've changed since we've been in this. (laughs) Well, we just finished a project that was a year to conception and eight months to install. And I think we changed the models on the, on that quote three Three times. times, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not uncommon. And during that time, making sure that you stay within ADA, right? Maybe the architect had a certain vision or the AV consultant at that time, or even the integrator who may have been designing that had a certain vision of what it would look like and and how it would fit with an ADA. And then time comes and technology's changed, and now that display slicker or the fur out on the wall wasn't done exactly to plan. And now you're kind of scrambling it, right? And it's always left to the AV guy to fix everything. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> we're one of the last ones in there. I mean, you got to yeah. fix it if you're one of the last ones. Yeah. 
Um, so in-wall boxes for recessing uh, a lot of the thickness that we have, so the ADA depths. Also, I think it's important to point out that, uh, you know, we, we go into a lot of places and someone's just thought, oh, okay, power right here at this height and data and, and maybe coax at this height, is, that's going to be perfect. And with a lot of the technology the Chief builds in, um, whether you, if, let's say we do have an in-wall box, now we can recess those things so they're not hitting the back of the monitor because a lot of these things have big power bricks. Right. And from the time that you plug a big power brick into a duplex that you think is at the right location on the wall, it's kind of pushing that monitor away. I can't tell you how many times I've gone into a space. Or negative tilt. Yes, right. negative tilt. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's just it's kind of bowing out at the bottom. And, you know, to us, the, the AV geeks... It just bothers the heck out of us. Ah, we can't leave anything like that. Right. It just doesn't um, work. So I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, spending just a little bit of money, some of these, some of these things, 80, 90 bucks. If that. You pay you pay that, I mean, and, and now you have the ability to combat against all of these issues. It's so easy to install uh, during construction or even post-construction. So I think those are important factors for people to think about as they're, as they're specifying all of the displays that are going to be around their location. Yep. And, and you know, I'll just give a little plug for Mid-Atlantic. Now with their, their newest product, their C3 credenzas, these are 10 inch, less than 10 inch deep credenzas. So if you do have an application where maybe you have a interactive touch panel, those are a little bit thicker and you've got mm -hmm. a mount yeah. and now you're sticking out four inches off the wall and you're worried about getting around ADA. Now you can put this credenza below it, still have access to that IFP, and now you have a quick, an area to store your plates, your cups for your conferences, and maybe a little bit of AV gear, whatever, but it helps get you around those applications in a post-type situation. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought those, uh, the slim, the slim racks yeah. that go below the displays were an amazing idea and wondered why the industry hadn't adopted those faster I even think they certainly are now even if it was you know for you vertically mounted i mean you, you the, the, they're they're out there middle atlantic and and, and other manufacturers uh, but you have access to your power and your data locations at a standard height so if you ever want to remove it later you're not having to remod those uh those facilities i just i i, I think they're great i wish we would sell more of them below crowded tvs we'll get right on that Corey. okay <laughs> i need you to do that I'm, I'm working on it i'm working on it brother so robert is there anything else you'd like to cover while we have you on the only other thing i would say is if if people are going to be out in orlando uh in june for infocom yeah definitely come by the uh, legrand av booth 2500 i think we have the largest booth again this year that's awesome so so how many people uh, curious if you know this how many people um present how many booths are there at Infocom? I I would only be guessing. Well, give me a guess. Well, twenty. I'll tell you what. We'll do, we'll do an would, award yeah, for who's the closest. Twenty seven hundred. Twenty seven hundred. What's your well? What's their your their booth number is twenty five hundred. So uh, at least twenty five hundred. But I'm gonna go twenty seven oh one. I'm gonna go twenty seven oh five. Dang. <laughs> I know you're gonna do that. All right. So we'll, we'll put up at the end of the podcast who won that after won it's that. over. Uh, do you want to share with us any Infocom secrets? It sounds like you already divulged you, you kinda, the VCM mount replacement. So there's that. Um, they're on the cheap side. We're going to be showing some new 
um, architectural pole mounts. Yeah. So if you're going into parking garages or structural poles uh, within a building and you need to add some digital signage, we're going to have some great solutions for that. Um, we're also launching bolt-down freestanding um, kiosks, both single and back, back, back-to-back kiosks in that area. So those are some little tidbits on cheap. All right. Little nuggets. Little nuggets. I think that's... Uh, yeah, because we can't make the entire world that watches this world. I mean, we're... That's that's a little aggressive. <laughs> that's, uh, we can't make all the viewers sign an NDA, so right. that's fine. Um, so, uh, before we close, let me let me tell you something you may not know about Robert Dutton, because we already learned one thing, the gold record connoisseur. I don't know if I can handle learning anything else today. Uh, Robert and the the group over at Legrand were kind enough to to uh, take us to go throw axes. And uh, let me tell you something about him, is that if, if the zombies ever come, if they do, and we're reduced to not having weapons like guns right. any longer. Right. Like, let's say we, we the ammunition Just factors, a whole bunch of axes. We just have axes or, or literally probably anything you could throw. Uh, Robert Dutton is a guy <laughs> that I would probably want on my side. I saw, so on uh, LinkedIn, I did see uh, somebody alluded to Robert Dutton being the axe master, but I, 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 I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, he's sitting over here smiling. But, um, yeah, he, he was like, uh, listen, if I'd have known this is how we were going to end the podcast, <laughs> I'd have said, I would have set something up in the warehouse. No, we still can. Uh, Robert, little do yeah. you know that we're going to throw axes after this and yeah. nice. we're going to take that <laughs> and we're going to show everybody how deadly you are with an axe, the axe champion. I'm sure Chris wants a rematch oh, anyway. man, he's on the other side of this <laughs> podcast, this podcast studio right now. So we'll make sure we talk to him afterwards. Robert, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. We love getting your insight and understanding a little bit more about Legrand, what they have to offer, uh, how great they are for not only the integrators, but the customers out there. And a little bit of insight into Infocom, which is great. Uh, so Infocom, that's in two weeks, right? Yep. Yeah. S- starts uh, June 12th, 13th, and 14th. Excellent. Excellent. So the the exhibit portion of that show is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Correct. And um, we'll have a lot of people there from Taurus Technologies. I know you guys, that sounds cool. You're going to have the biggest booth. I feel like that that's like a, a bet between you and other manufacturers. It's, you know, it was interesting. When we were just... Chief Daylight and Vadio, um, that was only one year, and and we were one of the bigger ones. And now adding in Mid Atlantic into that, yeah, who already had, a yeah, massive, they've got a huge, yeah. It's right. not like you can just put their products into small, right? <laughs> and so, you know, we've we've had to get creative because we can't bring the breadth of all brands to right. the show. So we've we've actually gone to a lot of little minuets. So. There's a classroom set up. There's a conference room set up. There's a large projection venue set up. So you'll see the products actually in the use that you would normally see them in the real world. Well, and all the products together, it sounds like. Yes. In, in a space being used. So be very cool. are you guys going to have like live updates as the show starts or every day? Or are you going to have some follow-up at the end? How do, how, does that, how, do, how do the people watching find out what you guys did at Infocom? So our marketing team's really good about posting stuff to YouTube. So okay. if you go out and search, you know, Chief or Daylight or any really of the brands out there, 
um, you're going to find a multitude of different YouTube videos from, you know, maybe tips and tricks to new product releases and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be even shocked if some of that's already up there if you want to go get a preview. All right. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Robert, uh, for myself, for Corey Church. Uh, we thank you for listening and watching. If you have anything that you'd like to hear more of, um, please let us know by emailing us at info at Thanks again, and y'all have a great day.